0: Hey there, and welcome to episode 43 of the Food as Medicine show with Dr. Anne, the place to be for real talk with real people and real results, so you can heal yourself naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Anne, and I'm a board-certified pharmacist and health coach specializing in treating cholesterol without medications. You can learn more about me at DrAnne.com, spelled A-N-H as in healthy. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm in Iowa right now, preparing my house for sale and also finishing up the last week of my current job. And thank you so much to those of you who reached out to me to share your really kind words of support and congratulations as I move forward with this really exciting and also really scary next step in my life. Um, It's been quite a crazy week. I actually lost my wallet after I came back from LA and then my Skype account got hacked. So I was dealing with all those things and I've been pretty much treading water for the last week and probably for the next week or so, but please bear with me um, as I work to return all of your messages and notes of support and, um, you know, following up on all the items that I said I'd emailed to you. Two quick announcements i'd like to start offering some free 15-minute consultations and chats with me and um i want to talk to you and all of the members of the food as medicine community who would be interested in speaking with me the reason i want to do this is because i want to see where you're at i want to hear what you're struggling with and how i can help there's so many different directions i could go And I really want to make sure that what I share and what I offer in the future fits what you're looking for. And I'm still finalizing my schedule and trying to figure out when those consultations will occur, but make sure you sign up on the email list at drand.com so that you'll be notified as soon as my schedule opens up because I'll email that link um, where you can book yourself a slot directly on my calendar and then we can chat. So again, make sure you go to Doctrine.com and sign up for the email list um, so you'll be notified as soon as the schedule is available. And secondly, I am working on creating another free gift. Um, It's called A Guide to the 12 Most Toxic Foods and How to Know Which Ones Are Causing You a Problem. And make sure you're on the Food as Medicine VIP email list because this is exclusively for those who sign up to get my love letters. I'll email it out as soon as I'm finished with it, but um, you have to be on the email list to receive it, so make sure you sign up now at drn.com so you don't miss out on that. Now before we get to the episode, I want to let you know that the opinions expressed on this show may not represent my opinions, the show is for general information only, not a substitute for medical care. So prior to beginning any new health program, I recommend you consult with a qualified health professional. And a quick warning, we will talk about male genitalia briefly in this episode in case you are listening with kids, so consider yourself warned. In today's episode, I interview Evan Brand. Evan is a writer, podcaster, and nature-loving guy who does functional evaluations and makes nutritional recommendations to balance body chemistry and achieve optimal wellness. 90% of his clients are already following a paleo-like diet, Have visited several doctors, emergency rooms, holistic health experts, chiropractors, energy healers, personal trainers, and other health professionals only to leave frustrated and empty-handed. He attributes the success he helps his clients attain to the unique combination of functional lab testing, nutritional therapy, and individualized supplement protocols that he uses. In today's show, Evan and I chat about Adrenal fatigue, how often he sees it in the people he helps, and the two different tests he likes to use to check people's cortisol levels, how he helps patients fix their adrenals using food and adaptogenic herbs, light's effect on cancer, sleep, and depression, and how much natural light you should be getting every day, how to improve the quality of your sleep using food, and what is the maximum dosage of melatonin you should be taking, and more. All right, let's go chat with Evan. Welcome, Evan, to the show.
1: Hey, thank you. It's awesome to be with you
0: yeah, excited to uh have another podcaster um you know, you were introduced to me by Beverly, so um she had really good things to say about you, so I'm excited to chat with you
1: awesome yeah beverly's uh she's helped me a lot on my health journey myself, so thanks for uh connecting us, Beverly. I'm sure she'll check out this episode.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, she's she was a blast to chat with. Um, I was kind of peeking through your website and saw your um, journey. Um, in case our audience isn't familiar with you, can you share um, where you started, you know, your health journey specifically, and how you got to doing what you are doing now with helping people heal from their chronic conditions?
1: Sure. So uh, everybody has a story. Uh, mine's kind of I guess a little bit different because I'm a little bit younger than some of the other healthcare practitioners out there, but my story started at working third shift to pay for college. I wanted to go to business school, so I thought and uh, I thought I was going <laughs> to be a bean counter or something like that, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I had a,
0: yeah,
1: I know, I had a little <laughs> bit of entrepreneurial spirit within me, you know, because I was running a couple of businesses myself at that time, and I just—I saw my energy levels starting to slump, and it didn't seem normal for, you know, 18, 19-year-old at the time, and uh, it became increasingly harder to get out of bed in the mornings, and the morning for me was actually like 2 or 3 p.m. because I was working midnight to 4 or 5 a.m. sometimes, so my schedule was completely messed up. My circadian rhythm was completely destroyed. I didn't have any weight gain— or weight loss type issues at the time. It was mostly just low energy followed by depression. You know, the low energy kind of started and then I just had this cloud over my head and no matter what I did, the world was just colorless. You know, not literally, but uh, just kind of emotionally weak, I guess I felt. You know, my, my stress response was lowered. I definitely had lowered immune system. You could tell that everything wasn't working right. And so, I wanted to figure out What was going on? And so, I just kinda head to the internet like everybody else does and uh, (laughs) I found out that I was actually eating something close to what would be considered Paleo uh, because I was getting into bodybuilding and lifting weights. So I was doing kind of the typical bodybuilder stuff, chicken breast and pasta and green beans and I was probably eating margarine to be honest because that's just what my grandma had stocked up and that was garbage. Obviously, I'm not eating that anymore. So I was—I was getting some stuff dialed in a little bit, and uh, it just, you know, eventually I found paleo and kind of realigned everything else that I needed to. I don't stick to a pure paleo template now with my patients or anything like that, but something similar. It's kind of a good framework that I use, and so long story short, moved around the country a few times. Uh, have experimented with tons and tons of adaptogenic herbs and nutrients and supplements and vitamins and minerals and float tanks and psychedelics and I mean I've been to every spectrum of the human consciousness I think at this point it's really helped me identify with who I am and and what my message is to help people. I guess at the end of the day, my goal is to help people get what I call true health and happiness because the conventional model is definitely not true health and happiness. It's just uh, a symptom cover-up. It's a band-aid. It's a pill. It's a surgery. It's uh, it's all about the money which obviously, I'm an entrepreneur so I need to make money too but there's a way you can do that and still uh, maintain your, I don't know, your heart, your soul I guess.
0: Mm. yeah one of my previous guests um, he's a pharmacist and he was saying you know um, he was sick of it too because the reason he he would make money was when people were sick right people would come in for medications and that's how they would make money and um, that just didn't sit well with him either so um, yeah it's definitely we definitely live in a, a sick care system currently um, so I love what you're doing um Okay, so share with us, it sounds like you said your uh, template is not strictly paleo right now, the one that you use for your patients. Um, Can you share with us what um, the template looks like um, and then how you guide people to individualize it?
1: Sure, yeah. So I I like rice. I love some organic white rice. Uh, Whole Foods actually has a really good deal on their organic white rice, so that's what I do for right now. Uh, The template, you know, it just kind of depends on where people are starting out. You know, a lot of people, and you know this too, a lot of people have blood sugar issues. You know, people are Mm -hmm. skipping meals. People are into this whole butter coffee thing, and they're into intermittent fasting, and they're into all these these cool fads, but the truth is, a lot of people are not— ready for those because, you know, those are a stressor on the body. Fasting is a—it's—it's beneficial for detox and things like that, and you can certainly burn fat and fuel up the brain. The brain, you know, is a little bit more turned on when you're in a—more of a fasted state. But the problem is, everyone else, their stress bucket is already full. And so, you add just that little extra piece of fasting or, you know, saying butter coffee, adding that instead of a real meal, well, you've just— you filled up the stress bucket, and now you've pushed yourself into adrenal fatigue or you've pushed yourself, I mean, even some people have pushed themselves as far as, you know, autoimmune disease because with that excess cortisol, and you start getting the leaky gut issues going on, and now you got toxins slipping into the bloodstream where they shouldn't, and things just get out of control really quickly. So kind of back to answer the question is the template just starts by getting people to eat three square meals a day. I mean, that's simple. Everybody's always worried about what to eat, and most people, if they're listening to your show, they're gonna be pretty intelligent, and they're gonna know that they need to eat real nutrient-dense foods, but—you know, so—so so the what is—is is I feel like a lot of people—a lot of your listeners are already gonna know the what, but it's the when, you know? Uh three square meals a day. Get up, get yourself some good protein and fats in the morning. If you need to do a shake because you're too busy, then that's fine. But the main thing is that you're not skipping breakfast for right now. Eventually, if we can verify with some- some functional adrenal testing that your cortisol rhythm is healthy and that you're not in complete adrenal burnout, then okay, maybe we can experiment with some intermittent fasting. Maybe we can experiment with some ketosis and dropping your carbohydrates down and really fat-, fat burning and doing all this cool biohacking stuff that everybody wants to, you know, wants to do because it sounds cool. Maybe we can get to that but for right now, let's get you foundational and let's get you healed up and then let's focus on the other stuff.
0: Sure. That makes sense. So then, um, you, you mentioned testing. Are there any standard tests that you like for people to understand if they're, um, in adrenal fatigue or not?
1: Totally. Yeah. I run one of two. I haven't run both on anybody just because there's kind of a different I guess a different need. So there's one that I run, it's an adrenal hormone panel that's done with urine. And you take some little uh, strips and basically, I mean the patient just pees on little strips throughout the day and they document what time those are. And the good thing about that test and the reason that I use that, those are more primarily women, patients that also have some hormone issues, you know, the—maybe some thyroid issues tied into. Maybe they're losing hair, um, maybe they're extremely fatigued, maybe they have lots of belly fat that they can't get rid of, and they're doing the Paleo diet, and they—they're not losing weight. Why? Why? I can't sleep at night. You know, those are the type of people that I'll run the—it's it, a little bit more expensive, so I'll run that, uh, urinary adrenal hormone panel just because it shows a really good uh, measurement of melatonin and all the metabolites of estrogen and estriol and all that. So that's kind of the more complex one. And then just a general baseline that I almost run on everybody now because I think everybody has some degree of adrenal issues going on, it's just the uh, salivary test with the four vials and you're just— you're measuring cortisol but you're measuring DHEA also. Um, just for people that may not know you have cortisol and DHEA, and these are supposed to be in a good ratio with each other. And the problem is uh, DHEA is an anti-catabolic hormone, so it's going to protect your body from breaking down. And when you have that excess of cortisol and DHEA is too low, that ratio is messed up, that's when you start losing muscle and you start withering away because cortisol is just eating your body away because it's a catabolic hormone. So that's kind of what I identify based on that salivary test, and then we'll do things to try to get that ratio in check. We could do stress management stuff, lifestyle stuff. Um, you know, sensory deprivation tanks, I'm a big proponent of recommending those for people to use. And then, you know, the supplement side too, adaptogenic herbs, things like that. I know I went far beyond your question, but uh, I wanted to <laughs> yeah, I wanted like, to geek out there.
0: I was like, "Oh, well, where do I where do I take this?" Um, okay, so um testing. So you mentioned the the urine test, the saliva test. Um How many people do you find actually have a problem with their adrenals?
1: I would say nine out of 10. Just, yeah, it's pretty common nowadays. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's 21st century. People don't know how to shut off. We have these things. I'm guilty. I should not have this. How dare me have this, (laughs) this device? If people are not watching the video, I have my cell phone right next to me. This is awful. I can't even be fully immersed in a podcast, but no, it is on silent. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they're just too overscheduled. Um, they, people don't know how to say no to things. They just feel like, I have to say yes. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm sure there's some other healthcare practitioners that are listening to the show like yourself. You know, we're trying to manage everything at once. You're trying to be an entrepreneur. You're trying to be a business leader. You're trying to be, you know, a parent. You're trying to be a spouse. You're trying to be a girlfriend, a boyfriend. And at a certain point, you have to remember to take care of yourself, you know, you have to nourish yourself, you gotta take an some salt bath, you have to uh, learn to slow things down because uh, you're in control of your own health in this world, and if you don't take control of your own health, then no one else might, so it's up to you to try to pull the reins back and kinda of slow the pace down of life if you suspect that you're dealing with some adrenal issues and you wanna heal properly.
0: Yeah, it was so funny. Uh, someone had posted a question about um, having problems with migraines, and I was like, oh, you should take an Epsom salt bath. Then I sat back and I'm like, I think I need to tell myself that too. Totally. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I need to schedule that in my calendar. I was like, I need one of those. Yeah. Um, it's so funny how crazy our life gets. Um, I know. So uh, I was mentioning earlier, I was poking around your website. I found um, a, interesting that there's three podcasts that you uh, pretty much – in you know, believed to be required listening for um, for your audience. And one of which was stress with Nora Noragid And um, So, you know, just take me down that path of, um, you know, 9 out of 10 people that you see have a problem with their adrenals. So what do you do to help them, you know, reduce the stress and better manage the stress in their life?
1: That's a great question. I'm really happy and I'm giving you a digital A or 5 here because <laughs> most people, they – And it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, even the the CDC or the Mayo Clinic or whoever, these big voices, all they say is reduce stress. And it's just a bullet point on a list. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's it. Reduce stress. Good luck. What do you do? Um, (laughs) So, you know, shameless plug for my book, Stress Solutions. It's actually a, you know, it's a paperback that people can get, but there's, if they buy it, uh, the digital version, there's four interviews where I've talked with different, uh, naturopaths and different MDs about their experience in stress working in the clinical setting. But for me, what I do typically is I take an overall 30,000-foot view at someone's lifestyle. What do you do for a living and how many hours do you work? I ask those two questions to everyone. Uh, I spoke to a guy this morning. He was a private investigator. He works 60 hours a week. To me, mm. that's two red flags already, okay? Sounds like stress. Oh my god, you wouldn't understand how stressful it is. Okay. And— and he's working 60 hours a week. He's got a baby on the way. I mean, this guy's got a lot going on. So for him, uh— just to kind of like hash out the— the clinical side of things together here, what I'm recommending for him is to be on some sort of a blood sugar control diet for right now. Getting— he was eating a lot of um— a lot of mangoes and uh— pineapple and a lot of the more high sugar fruits. So I said, let's— let's swap those out for berries to start with. Um, that's okay. You know, we don't have to completely cut out fruit, but you can't be just skipping meals and running to the drive-through. I mean, even if it is Chipotle, one meal a day is one meal a day. So, let's get you eating three meals a day. Let's swap out those high-sugar fruits with the low-sugar fruit, and let's get you on a couple baseline supplements. So, um, one is gonna be some chromium, some aqueous chromium to help support blood sugar there. And then also, uh, an adaptogen formula that's gonna have ashwagandha and rhodiola, two of my favorite adaptogenic herbs in there. Put him on those just to try to give some adrenal support. He's got a baby coming in a few weeks and, uh, and he needs all the, the adaptogenic support. So that's kind of where we start. And, you know, when we follow up, and, th- and this is pretty typical for most people. That's kind of the prescription, uh, most of the time. Uh, so when we follow up, if he's still feeling pretty fatigued, You know, depending on their—depending on how fast people want to get better, we may do testing up front. We may do adrenal testing up front. If I suspect some issues, hey, let's go ahead and get this test done now, as opposed to just guessing and checking, you know. Um, but with him, um, you know, he's got the baby, he's got a lot of financial stuff going on. So I said, okay, you know, let's just wait. Let's hold off on the test. So when he comes back in four weeks, um, obviously this is online for—for him. He's in California. I'm in Kentucky. but. we'll probably look at running the test if he's not getting better and we'll see cuz maybe he doesn't have enough support maybe he needs some actual um the big guns to really start fixing his cortisol but yeah you know other other stress management stuff besides the diet uh, i really recommend getting outside you know i can't believe that i have to recommend people go outside uh get some fresh air <laughs> i know right it's insane <laughs> Uh, but get, getting outside, you know, there's a lot of uh, studies in—inside in, of Stress Solutions that I put about making myself not sound like just a hippie behind a microphone, but someone that actually has, you know, verified studies of, uh, you know, they'll they'll take uh, people in Japan and they'll put them in a forest and they'll measure their cortisol levels, their stress hormone levels. They'll, they'll measure that before and after a walk in the woods and they'll see significant drops in cortisol. Uh, and also, they'll see uh, significant uh, increases in uh, immune function. So, um, this one particular study was interesting, and it said that you could boost someone's NK killer cells, their anti cancer cells, you could boost those by 23% for up to one month after just a, I believe it was like a 15 minute walk in the woods. So, mm. everybody wants to know how do I prevent cancer? It's so scary. One in three people get it um well reduce stress get the diet going and get out in nature you know so um, as you're probably realizing, I can just go on for 20 minutes on any question. <laughs> so feel free to just interrupt me at any point and tell me to move on.
0: <laughs> no, I, 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 like the tangents you're going on. So I just, that's why I let you go on. Um, okay. So we've kind of covered stress. Uh, you touched on cancer and interestingly enough, that was the second thing I was going to talk about because that's another one of your recommended or required listening, um, for your, for your people. So, um. And specifically, you said the light effect on cancer. So I thought that was interesting. And I think that probably ties in with your your shift work that you did previously. Um, So tell us more about light and how it affects our health and what we can do about it.
1: Totally. Okay. So right now, I'm looking out at the sky. It's blue sky today. It's pretty. And the sun is starting to set. Now, the sky, wherever you are, is going to start changing colors. It's going to go uh, orange and red and it's going to change the color and what is actually happening. The sky is not necessarily turning red and orange. It may appear that way, but what's actually happening is, is you're removing the blue light from the spectrum. So think of the light spectrum. When you were back in school, you have all these different colors. If you remove the red or sorry, you remove the blue, you have red, orange, you have the purple. Sometimes even the sky looks green at night. You know, there's just so many different colors that the sky is. And, And that's how we have evolved on this planet, is to be tuned into these light cycles, your hormones. They operate—most of them operate on a 24-hour cycle. Uh, Cortisol, melatonin, they operate on a 24-hour rhythm. And uh, people wonder why they can't sleep at night after they just check their email and put that bright light in their face one more time. Um, Not to mention you're stimulating. You're worried about the bills or whatever it is that you found in your email. Um, So we're designed to— pay attention to the sun. And most people don't pay attention to the sun. They wake up. They have their blinds closed. They're just taking it easy. They're getting on the iPad in the morning and sitting on the couch in the dark. And then they're pumping coffee. And then they jump in their car. And then they throw on the sunglasses. And then they get into the office. And then they come to me three months later. Evan, I'm completely exhausted. Why? And what do I do? Well, how much bright light did you get on your naked eyeballs? I used the word naked. How much naked eyeball time have you had with the sun uh <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> last weekend it's like okay there's our problem sir so what do we do about it um you know i don't really use the the word prescribe because i'm not a am uh, not a, a doctor but my prescription in air quotes here is to get outside and get 10 to 15 minutes of bright light in the morning and what that does is that tells your brain uh, there's a nerve in here called, or it's uh, basically it sends it to a nerve, this thing called the SCN. It's a long name, supracosmatic nucleus. Basically it's a light receptor inside of the, the back of the eye socket there. And that's basically the master controller. Think of it as like a clock. So you're resetting that clock when you see bright light. And when you're looking at a sunset, your brain is saying, oh, the sun's going down. Oh, okay, we should start producing melatonin. Let's get ready for bed. Um, But what goes wrong is people highly disrupt that cycle and they wonder why, uh, when you look at some studies, you'll see that nurses that work third shift, they have much higher incidences of breast cancer. Uh, all cancers typically increase when you look into the research for nighttime exposure. And the main thing is that, that blue light aspect. Now, me, a lot of people have turned on to the blue light. I honestly think I was the one that kind of started the trend talking about blue light when I had Dr. Hansler on the show a few years ago, because now everybody's talking about it. Now, it's the cool thing to wear blue blockers, which, if that's what it takes for people to take control of their health, if you have to, like, post a selfie on Instagram to be cool to, with your blue block, sure. <laughs> Whatever it takes, just, just reduce your nighttime light exposure um but getting tuned into the light getting tuned into the sun that's what this all boils down to that's why you're here on this planet you're you're here to keep track of nature and when you lose nature you lose your health
0: so you're saying just minimum or just 15 minutes a day of bare eyeballs to the sun is just all you need
1: I say that's- that's- that's plenty for most people, and you want that in the morning. So if someone right now is listening to this, and they're having a lot of trouble with their sleep cycle, maybe they're having trouble going to sleep, maybe they're having trouble staying asleep. Obviously, there's some adrenal stuff, there's some blood sugar stuff we could look at, but the next thing is to look at naturally regulating that rhythm. So I recommend people get up even before the sun sometimes, say at 5 a.m. or so, depending on where you live when the sun comes up. And I—I recommend—I did this the other morning to reset my rhythm, and I've been, you know, feeling much better. I went out—I woke up naturally. I heard the birds. They were real loud. And I (laughs) went out back, and I sat in a little, um, my—my little lawn chair, and just kind of laid back with my dog, and we just kind of watched the sunrise together and, uh, one, it was a spiritual experience. and. Two, I had energy for the rest of the day. It was like my body knew. It was like when you plug in your smartphone at night. You know, I plugged it up, and I was charged up for the rest of the day. But if you're not getting that bright light in the day, that's like starting your your brain and your body out with a half-charged smartphone, and everybody knows how scared you get when your smartphone battery (laughs) gets low. Why don't you get more scared about your human battery getting low? That's what I don't know, so…
0: Oh, that's a good analogy. That sounded amazing. What you were describing, um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, sleep was the other thing I wanted to touch upon. You were talking about previously how you worked the, those crazy hours, and um, and you have this program out or this book out called REM Rehab. And so, walk us through why sleep is so important. How do you regulate sleep? What's optimal amount of sleep, and all of that?
1: Sure, uh, sleep is. Equally, if not more important, probably more important than what you do in your waking hours. You know, everybody's trying to squeeze the last ounce of productivity out of the day. I'm just going to do one more thing before I eat, or I'm going to text and like respond to emails while I'm eating rotisserie chicken. Stop doing that. (laughs) And I'm talking to myself too, uh, during this. So, you saw uh, me, uh,
0: checking my text while we were getting ready for the interview.
1: (laughs) I I know. I saw you. I was going to bust you, but I won't. (laughs)
0: Well, like I busted myself, alright?
1: <laughs> well that's all that. That's all that counts. That's all that counts. A little self-awareness goes a long way. Uh, so the sleep picture, you know, it's equally important. We already talked about the light. We already talked about the stress. We already talked about the blood sugar. All of those have to be in line for optimal sleep. Uh, that's just the way it works. That's the way the body works. If you eat dinner at 6 p.m. and you didn't have enough fat or protein in your dinner, you may wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. because your blood sugar is gonna get so low that you're gonna need a spike of cortisol you <laughs> And adrenaline to get that blood sugar back up because just like high blood sugar is an emergency, low blood sugar is an emergency. So um, you know, maybe doing a little bit of raw cheese if you can tolerate dairy before bed. Uh, maybe just a handful of some raw nuts or something like that would be a great snack if you needed that to uh, try to help yourself stay asleep and- and prevent that blood sugar from dropping to um, you know, what would be considered dangerously low levels to your- to your body. Um, the other picture of sleep is you wanna have the temperature right. Anything above 72 is—you start getting into the restlessness. I mean, that's just what studies say, but I found that actually myself. I've tested every degree. How do I sleep at 73? How do I sleep at 72, (laughs) 71? And I personally like it in the, you know, the high 60s, 69 or so, but 68, you know, but— It just depends on the season. I mean, if you're in California or Las Vegas and it's 120 degrees, it's going to be pretty pricey to keep your house at 69 or 70 degrees. Obviously, humidity plays a role. So just find a comfortable temperature is the main takeaway there. Don't worry about this, you know, the specificity of the number. Just get it comfortable and get it cool enough and get it dark enough. Now, I have started to change my mind a little bit since I wrote Rim Rehab. I was just completely black out everything, you know. Um, but I'm starting to, to look at some more research about circadian rhythms. And I mean, you know, women's cycles, menstrual cycles are typically a 28 day cycle, which regulates to the moon. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to come to the conclusion that we really need to have a little bit of moon exposure. So, uh, when the full moon is out, I'm now starting to recommend clients open up their, uh, blinds and things like that to really give that full moonlight exposure uh to try to help keep those hormones in balance so um that's kind of the sleep picture there and then lastly trying to just turn your your speed of life down a little bit taking that epsom salt bath turning off the wi-fi at night these are all these are all really good steps Uh, i'm guilty of just i mean i do use. so let me tell you this i do use and i recommend an app called twilight for Android users and if if people are watching, I'll go ahead and pull this up on the screen here. Uh, I'll I'll put my phone up to the screen there. So what people are looking at, if you're not seeing this, then I'm sorry, Just you have to watch (laughs) the video. But what it is, is it's two little red bars and then I turn the screen dim all the way up and I turn the intensity all the way up and that makes my screen very red and it reduces the light and the color. And if I'm going to be doing any nighttime phone use, that's what I do. Um, There's also the program called Flux (FLUX) on your phone, on your computer rather, that you can use. iPhone, I don't know about you guys. There's probably a low blue light app by now, but I'm not 100% positive. So you'll just have to type in like blue light blocker into the app store on your iPhone and see if there's something out there and and use it.
0: Sure. Yeah, those are great resources. I'm using flux on my computer. And I, I haven't looked for the uh, an iPhone solution yet. So I might, now that you've reminded me, I might look for it again. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Um, REM sleep, right? Tell us about how do you get better quality sleep? Um, you talked briefly about, you know, your, your change now with, um, possibly enhancing the moonlight. But if someone's a shift worker or if someone is just having trouble with falling asleep, staying asleep in general, um, what are some of the recommendations that you make for people?
1: Sure. Good question. Uh, if you're working shift work disorder or, or, well, you're not working the disorder. You're gonna have the disorder. Uh, that's kind of a pharmaceutical gimmick too, so if you call something a disorder, you can legally prescribe drugs for it. But it is a disorder. It sucks. Nobody should work third shift. It's awful. Go to bed. Uh, that's my true— that's my true heartfelt recommendation there. If you can, find another job. Get on day shift. I promise the risk of cancer, the, uh, the hormonal disruption, the weight gain. I mean, the— the science is solid there. Uh, there's no need to put yourself in that situation. Uh, the future, you know, Darwin was kind of right about, you know, survival of the fittest. Now it's kind of survival of the smartest or survival of the primalist. You know, who is actually going to follow these unwritten laws that exist for humans? Humans are not supposed to be up under tons of bright fluorescent lights at 3 a.m. like I was. Yes, maybe our ancestors would have been up at 3 a.m. to stoke the fire or scare away a wolf from eating their baby, things like that. But you would have been around you would have been around the moonlight and you would have been around the fire and that's it, you know? So anyway, that's why you sleep so good when you're camping. Next recommendation, go camping. It'll help reset your <laughs> circadian rhythm. It'll help you get grounded. You need to get your butt outside. There's beautiful things out there that you need to go Expose yourself to. So, go camping. Um, the next recommendation for people that need to stay asleep, you gotta get your adrenals checked out and get them, get them, get them healthy. Uh, adrenal issues cause so many issues with, uh, waking up in the middle of the night. And then you have some of the more simple things. Don't drink too much water with meals in general, but don't drink too much water with dinner or after dinner. Obviously, if your bladder's full, your bladder's full, you're gonna have to wake up and pee. Now, I will tell you, tell you this, uh, some people think they have to get up to pee in the middle of the night. But when we test their adrenals and we find some issues there that their cortisol is too high at night, so then we may use a supplement to help fix that, they don't have to wake up to pee anymore. They were just waking up and they may have had a slight urge to pee, so they go for it. But that may—they thought the reason they woke up is because they had to pee, but the real issue may have been the adrenals and they just thought, well, I'm up, I'm gonna go pee. And so then you have to reset the whole sleep cycle again. So if we can avoid that, that's that's a great uh, a great strategy. Uh, let me think if I can give you one more here for sleep. I would recommend, along with the reducing your light exposure at nighttime, I would recommend getting in some good sulfur-rich uh, foods like broccoli. Uh, because here's the thing: you have to have certain raw materials going into the. Body to be broken down and translated or converted, whatever word you want to use, into neurotransmitters, your brain chemicals. So, uh, you need sulfur to help synthesize GABA, GABA being the calming neurotransmitter. They call it the brakes of the brain. Um, the modern human is very low on GABA. Think of the modern human as a semi truck with bicycle brakes. That is the modern human. So, go, 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 go but we have no slowdown power until we hit the wall, and we get a health diagnosis that tells us we need to slow down. That is the modern human. Everybody's deficient in GABA. If you're deficient in GABA, you're gonna have trouble sleeping. You may have panic. You may have anxiety attacks in the middle of the night. Uh, eating sulfur-rich foods such as broccoli can really help to synthesize some natural GABA. And then obviously, there's supplemental forms that you can do. You can take the uh, amino acid L-theanine to help boost GABA levels, or you can just drink uh, a little bit of green tea. It does have a little bit of caffeine, so some sensitive people may not be able to take uh, green tea and then go to sleep. Uh, But I've used it. I've also used some short-term supplements such as passion flowers, such as valerian uh, root. Now, the thing with those that you have to be careful, and I give the disclaimer inside of Rim Rehab about that, is those are what's called GABA antagonist. So what they do is they down-regulate natural GABA production. So just like when a guy takes steroids and his testicles shrink because you're adding in testosterone, you're saying, hey, you don't need to make testosterone anymore. I got it under control. That's the same thing with uh, valerian and supplementing straight GABA and passion flower. That's telling the brain, hey. We're gonna put some GABA in so you don't make any GABA. So that's why people have such a hard time getting off of these things and especially the prescriptions, the um, the Valiums, the Xanax, all of that stuff, those all act on that GABA receptor, that calming receptor in the brain. So being smart about your usage and not staying on them for long, long periods of time. One last thing, I know this is a super long rant, I apologize. If you're gonna use melatonin, please use one milligram max or less. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the brain is on—the brain, the gut, the intestines, nobody can even figure out exactly where melatonin's made. I mean, there's different places. Anyway, it's making micrograms per night to put you to sleep. So when you go and you're taking a five or ten milligram, holy crap. No wonder you're still tired in the morning. That's a lot. That's a whole week's worth of melatonin in one little chewable, cute little pill that you think so innocent. Same thing. You're going to downregulate melatonin. If you're over age 60, I'm a little bit more lenient with melatonin, and um, I'm okay with supplementing, you know, a half milligram uh, per night, a couple nights per week, just because older people produce less melatonin in general. So that's my rant on sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Well, you know, you brought up some really great points. So, um, yeah, the the milligram dosage of melatonin definitely needs to be dialed down for most people. Um, okay. Well, I didn't know where to um, where else to ask about sleep. I think you've covered a lot of that. Um, the only other piece I think um, I wanted to touch upon um, on your website, you had talked about gluten, and we talk about gluten a lot here. Um, but specifically, the impact on people's moods and on the people's brains um, and how removing gluten can affect that. Can you share your thoughts on that?
1: Definitely. Well, yeah, I got to give credit where credit's due. Dr. Rodney Ford out of New Zealand. He's an awesome, awesome guy that you should get on the show uh, you would love talking to him. He's got a cool accent too.
0: Uh, <laughs> I he, just talked to some Australians. I could talk to more Australians. I, I, I know. would love to. They're
1: awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. So anyway, he's done a lot of work on gluten in the brain. And kind of the the long story short of it is that you know gluten can be an inflammatory compound for people, even if you're not celiac, even if you're not sensitive to gluten or you're one of those tough guys that laughs at the gluten-free people like myself. Well, you know what? You kiss my butt because I'm gonna have less inflammation in my gut, I'm gonna have less inflammation on the myelin, the different nerves in the brain that can allow transmission of uh, nerve signals, uh— making your brain work better. You can have brain fog if you have that inflammation going on in the brain so removing gluten to me is a no-brainer it shouldn't even be a debate i saw the new york times i'm thinking that someone probably paid uh someone from big food is very scared right now because uh people like you and i are, are are sharing this message if people don't know uh the new york times just put a huge article that i would say went somewhat viral about the big fat gluten lie or something, and it was just trying to completely discredit anybody who's going gluten free, and and I think the um, the last whatever you call it, so called takeaway was like, eh. It's whatever. Gluten's whatever. It was kinda like that, you know? And so, I—I I think we're really turning the tide. I mean, you're seeing—you're seeing Coca-Cola, uh, get scared. You're seeing them trying to add Stevia to their soda. Uh, you see Diet Coke saying that they're gonna remove aspartame. Uh, you're seeing gluten-free on everything now. And—and and big food is—is is scared right now. These—these these huge agricultural, uh, companies are—are are terrified. Um, A little bit off-tangent, but it really ties into the importance of the movement that we're part of right now, and that is the movement of getting away from fake food. Gluten has no, uh, therapeutic benefit to the body. No one has a gluten deficiency. No one has a wheat deficiency. None of your health issues are ever gonna be caused from a lack of bread or pasta or wheat or gluten or anything like that. It's gonna be caused from having that stuff in your diet, and it's just not— it's not worth it. it it's not—there's so much better food. You you don't have to—people uh, think they're missing out because you're not gonna have peanut butter sandwiches anymore. It's like, do you have any idea how good a huge fat piece of organic butter with some Himalayan pink salt on top of some steamed broccoli that was organically grown by a farmer? You know how good that is? That's amazing. I eat delicious food. If this way of eating tasted awful i wouldn't do it it tastes amazing Mm -hmm. i eat incredible i have a feast like every day i tell my wife i'm like oh my god do you realize how beautiful and delicious this avocado is look at look (laughs) at this and we just geek out together you know over food so uh really take a take a spiritual look at your food i mean if something doesn't if it if it doesn't look like it came from the earth, then you probably don't need it. A piece of bread's like this weird contraption. It doesn't even make sense when you look at it, you know? But when you look at a an avocado, it's like, whoa, this thing grew on a tree that grew in the ground where there were minerals, and it was sucking it up, and now I'm eating that healthy fat, and it's going to my brain. You gotta geek out on food. With a show <laughs> being called Food is Medicine, I'm sure you'd do that. In your uh, personal you life, that, but I just wanted I to. Do. <laughs> yeah, I just needed to publicly display my affection for for eating delicious food, and we're healthy and we feel good. And it's not saying that we're better than you, but if you're eating gluten, you don't need it. I promise, you're gonna be okay without it.
0: So share with us, um, well, the effects of gluten on um, mood, depression, anxiety. Um, have you seen people improve in that regard when you, they take gluten out of their diet?
1: great question thanks for reeling me back in there uh yes long story short yes uh i've seen significant reductions in anxiety i've seen significant reductions in depression there's a inflammation depression link that's pretty strong with a lot of people uh removing the inflammatory compounds only makes sense that uh depression is it's a symptom it's it's not a disease it's a symptom of something that's going on and if you remove the root cause of what's causing that symptom of depression then yes, you're going to alleviate depression. Uh, and then obviously you reduce anxiety because you're reducing those refined carbohydrates to cause blood sugar spikes and crashes. So um you're reducing anxiety that way. But to 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 sum it up, you're overall reducing inflammatory and allergenic foods. Even if you're not allergic, you don't just fall over and feel like you're dying if you eat a piece of bread that doesn't mean that you're not allergic to something you can have systematic reactions to something that doesn't manifest in symptoms Um, one day you may get a weird rash and you may just think it's eczema it may just be the toxin trying to come out of your body but your detox pathways are clogged or something or maybe you're not eliminating waste properly you're constipated so there's only one place else it could come to is the skin you know so uh, all this stuff ties in and and I've seen significant uh benefit in my clinic using a gluten-free diet or a uh, what Dr. Ford I love his term he likes to call it a gluten zero diet. He says gluten-free just sounds weird. He goes it should be gluten zero because that really gets the point across that this is kind of a somewhat no tolerance policy whenever possible.
0: Yeah. Um I like how Dr. Tom O'Brien puts it. It's like, you know, it's like you're either pregnant or you're not. So you're gluten-free or you're not. There's no in-between. Yeah. So um- – Awesome. (laughs) This time flew by Evan. Um, Okay. Uh, So I want you to take a step back and think about, I know a lot of treatment plans or when you work with people, it's very individualized, but if you could take a step back and um, give some recommendations for how can the general public um, make changes that have the biggest impact on them. So what are the small hinges that will uh, swing the biggest doors for them? If you had to boil it down to one or two, or maybe even three um, points.
1: 3 points. Start with a paleo template. Number 2. Go to bed with the sun, get up with the sun. Number 3. Walk outside every day for 10 to 15 minutes.
0: Awesome. Love it. Okay, great. Well, um we you've geeked out a lot. I've geeked out a lot. Um if people want more information or they want to work with you, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Sure, they could just search Evan Brand and your favorite search engine and you'll find me that way or you can just go to my website, not just paleo.com and you'll see there's a little cute button there that says click to make an appointment. I offer free consults for people, it's just something that I've built into my business model that I've always wanted to honor so I'll spend 15 to 20 minutes with anybody that just wants to hear their, um, that just needs to get their problems heard by somebody, I'd be happy to, to honor that for your listeners.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Evan. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, same. I'd, uh, I'll geek out with you anytime. It's been a blast.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll have to schedule it some other time. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed the show. All the links and resources mentioned today are in the show notes at drann.com, spelled A-N-H as in healthy. And while you're there, remember to hop on the Food as Medicine VIP email list and you'll get my free gift, It's the clean eating rules, and it's everything that I learned about nutrition when I was on my bodybuilding journey, which happens to be contrary to many of the things I learned in school, and it's really my number one guide from my experience for how to eat to lose weight, improve your biometrics, and get more energy. You'll also get all my favorite pearls from the show, and this show can be a bit technical at times with lots of details about what foods to eat, what foods to avoid, as well as what supplements to take and in what dosages, etc., So if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this while driving, cooking, running some errands around the house, walking the dog, etc. And you really aren't in a position to be jotting down notes of all the great information that's shared by the guest. So I've taken all the notes for you. And by hopping on my email list, you'll get all the show pearls delivered right to your inbox so you can refer back to them at any time. Finally, as a VIP email subscriber, you'll get the occasional love letters from me, which are emails sharing some of my favorite recipes and products, upcoming events, new information that I've learned, and just other goodies. So go to drann.com now and enter your name and email address. Did you like this episode? Then remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and leave us a review. This will really help us with the iTunes rankings and help more people find the show. Remember to tell all your friends because we need more people to hear the food as medicine message. We've got plenty of great guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for stopping by. And until next time, remember to eat consciously because the world needs a healthy and vibrant you.